Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, Fightful.com here. FightfulSelect.com. It's time for the Weekender Podcast. This is a free edition for non-subscribers. That means I got to get the plugs out of the way. FightfulWrestling.com. If you've never been, maybe this is your first time ever visiting Fightful.com. This is the place where you go for Wrestling news, exclusives, podcasts, photos, videos, anything you can ask for, we have over at FightfulSelect.com or Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. If you want some additional premium content, Fightful Select is where to go. Now, FightfulWrestling.com has all your exclusives, all your wrestling news you could ever need, but maybe you tune into our post-Raw show, maybe the post-Smackdown show, maybe the post-Pay-Per-View show, maybe you're going to watch the all-in post-show tomorrow night. And you want more. You want some retro reviews. You want dark match commentary. You want matches out of Jimmy Van's archives. Behind the scenes footage. A copy of Jimmy Van's book. Fightful shirts. Fightful masks. I hate those dumbass things. Maybe you want early access to some of our features. Maybe you want early access to our intros. Maybe you want to ask questions for interviews that I'm going to do. Talk to everybody in the wrestling world. Maybe you want this podcast every week. Maybe you want a 205 Live and NXT review and you don't have somebody you trust to do one. Maybe you want a UFC rankings breakdown video. Maybe you want a damn podcast where somebody talks about if a pro wrestling card was a shoot, who would win? FightfulSelect.com is where you go. Can't give it to you for free. We do have bills to pay at Fightful.com. I have writers I got to pay. Podcasters I got to pay. Freelancers I got to pay. But I... You know what I'll do? I'll pawn stars you. I can do $5. I got a business to run here. I can do $5. We have tiers at $10. We have tiers at even $50 a month where you can be on a podcast. You can pick the subject of a retro review. You can pick a match for me to do alternate commentary on. Your choice. We'll mail you a mug as well. Also, you have sponsorship opportunities at that level. Alex Anderson, one of our great champion level uh, sponsors at FightfulSelect.com, has been collecting his plugs for months, and I suspect that what he's going to do is use them to brag about his fantasy football victory if he if he's lucky enough to get one. We have a Fightful Select Fantasy Football League as well, and I get the feeling that if he wins, he's going to use those, and I'll have to plug on my podcasts him beating me, which isn't going to happen. FightfulSelect.com, of course. We also have Eclipse YouTube page, Fightful Scraps. Check that out. 
And of course, check out our great friends at Pro Wrestling Unlimited who cover the weekly that we will be talking about on this show. They are joining me for the All In Post Show. 115,000 subscribers cannot be wrong for those guys. They are the best in video news right now. Check them out. So if you like this podcast, give us some love. At least head over to FightfulSelect.com to see what we have the op- to offer. But if you're not visiting FightfulWrestling.com right now, I don't know what the hell you're doing, man. We're breaking news all the time. Backstage news that I'll be talking about on this show. Without further ado, let's get into this podcast. I got a lot of stuff to review. Then it's going to be all in talk all the way through. Ring of Honor this week, Daniels versus Jay Briscoe. This was a pretty high-level match. I was this, this was a pretty stacked episode of Ring of Honor TV, to be honest with you. I knew it was going to be good. Get an Arabian press from Daniels, who's like 48 years old, man. I, I say this on behind the paywall an awful lot, but people talk about how good Chris Jericho is at his age, man. Christopher Daniels deserves all that love and some more because he's working a full-time schedule and doing the Universal Studios gimmick as well. Good sound wrestling. Wish there was a clean finish, but I understand this is the setup, the all-in match. Mark shows up and attacks with a chair. SCU makes the save. There's a lot of shades of gray in Ring of Honor these days. I don't know who a lot of the baby faces are, who a lot of the heels are, because they do those shades of gray, and I like that. With their type of crowd, let them decide who they're going to to cheer and who they aren't. They're facing off at uh, All In Zero Hour, so we'll talk more about that later. Silas Young versus Flip Gordon. I have had a lot of criticism for Flip Gordon over the past several months on this show because it seems like he's waiting for spots. It doesn't seem like he's doing that as much anymore. And working with a guy like Silas Young will get you there. And that's that's what you have to do when you're this young into pro wrestling like Flip Gordon is. Because his athleticism is there. His, his instincts just have to be there. And man, he is an impressive athlete. And he does some things that, that I've never seen. He did uh, an Arabian press cell where he did essentially a moonsault, hit the corner with his legs and sold it and landed on his feet. That was that sell is impressive. And for a guy like Flip Gordon, it's not always the things you do offensively that you don't see anybody else do. Sometimes it's the things you do when you're selling. That's one of the reasons I like Kenny Omega so much. He'll do sells that I've never seen anywhere else. And AJ Styles was really good with that too. Does things a little bit differently. It's not always the the offensive maneuvers that you do. You want something you haven't seen before. And, and Flip Gordon is starting to do that. He still relies heavily on his aerial work, but he's starting to get it. Uh, hits a nice springboard spear. And uh, Silas does his own version of the au revoir that you see Bo Dallas doing. It's the old uh, – it's essentially the old La Resistance move. And now the Good Brothers, the club, use it. But it's the one-man version where you drop the shins across the the top rope and you do the – do the uh, rolling cutter essentially. But the way that Silas does it is with such additional velocity. It's with such just such quickness that it looks so much better. Flip ends up winning with a bridge. Bully Ray comes out. He He's a nice piece for that Ring of Honor roster, I think. He helps out so much, and he adds some credibility and some name value. Punches Flip right in the dick, and then eerily stares at Silas while he... he has it still in there and i'm just like huh all right man sure marty Skrull has his quick little one minute clip of just him talking into the camera about losing the kenny king last week they're gonna have a rematch and this is why i like ring of honor's method for this type of stuff it makes sense you see that it mattered to marty Skrull that he lost it's not like when when you see a guy like Titus Worldwide loses to Authors of Pain or vice versa, and they just face each other next week. All right, well, what does that matter? We're just doing it because one won and it wasn't supposed to happen? No, Marty Scroll cares about this, and he's coming after Kenny. Kingdom against Cody and the Bucks. I think ROHC the Kingdom is very safe heels. You know what I mean? They're very safe. They're led by Matt Taven. He's been around for a while. They like Matt Taven. 
And the other two guys are very similar in physique and style. I don't know. They work over Matt for a while. Nick comes in like a house of fire. I put over his kicks a lot. Cody gets a hot tag. Really smooth is his transition into this offense. And I like his white gear. Uh, we'll talk more about uh, the look of Ring of Honor very soon. Triple sharpshooter, and then Matt super kicks a balloon into Finney's face. A triple super kick in Crossroads gets broken up. And then there is a series of dives. And man, I really enjoy Cody's work. I enjoy him as a character. There, if there were six dives, I think Cody missed catching people on four of them. Maybe because he was out of place, but he's he had to stand there awkwardly. Brandy gets the worst of it. Of everybody, of the like five or six people who dived, Brandy got the worst of it. She dove right where she was supposed to. The least experienced person out of all seven, she dives this just where she was supposed to. The only thing that caught her was the ground. Fortunately for her, her face broke her fall. She's very lucky to not be hurt. If you saw her on Twitter recently, she had a she was a great sport about it. And she's over, man. She is a great part of this act. She is important, and people either like her or hate her accordingly. Brandy does really well, and I think she understands. I think she understands wrestling a little bit better than maybe she can execute it sometimes, but for somebody who's been around wrestling that long and hasn't wrestled as much, that's understandable. That, that's that's going to happen with her. But when she comes in and does spots like this, she's so good and she gets such a great reaction. And it's because she fits in her role so well and people know that she cares and people know that she does well. And people, I, I think she'd be involved. She'd be involved even if she, still, if, even if she weren't Cody's wife. And that's, that's something that people, especially this crowd, I think can really appreciate. And if you ever hear her just talk about anything, she knows her shit, man. So I really hate to see her eat shit on a dive like this. But shout-outs to Brandy for being such a good sport about it, even though, quite frankly, she was put in a dangerous predicament. And I don't doubt that she wanted to do that spot. I'm sure she did because she does it very well, but... Unfortunately, the people that caught her or didn't catch her didn't do a good job. Climax hits on Cody, but uh, Jackson, uh, Nick Jackson breaks it up. Kingdom have their really shitty finish reversed, and then Cody gains the win. You need this going into all-in, man. I should have set this up right before the all-in and BTE talk, but eh, whatever, whatever. Lucha Underground. Uh, they're pushing Jake Strong pretty heavily. That is the former Jack Swagger, in case you all wondered. But uh, Drago goes through a table, submits the ankle lock. Aerostar makes the save. Again, they're pushing Jake Strong heavily, Jack Swagger heavily. I'm uh, glad that they are. I'm glad that they are because he's he's very good. He's underutilized a lot of places. But uh, he he should be used better. And not just here, but he, he could be a valuable tool for impact. There are a lot of places he can he's he's shown that he can work with any style, I think. So I'm, I'm happy for that. Man, I thought Exolicious and Jack Evans stole the show. Exolicious is really good. He is the Lucha Underground version of Velveteen Dream, but a little more extreme. You know, he's got the kind of effeminate stuff. I mean, he, he's a gay wrestler. And he plays up that 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 persona. And he, man, it's it's such a great character and such. Uh, I talked earlier about difference in selling, difference in offense. That's exolicious. The cells are different. The way the way he walks is different. The way that he bumps is different. It is. It's such a refreshing, refreshing change from everything that we see on Lucha Underground, uh, from those fake ass sound effects they put in, but. Jack Evans also still being able to do things at this level 15 years later is unbelievable. He was my first ex- exposure to Ring of Honor and a lot of that style of wrestling. But uh, the rolling Samoan drop into the, the knees that you you all probably know from Alexa Bliss, the, the moonsault knees are really great. Ivelisse comes out to help Exolicious but gets kicked by Jack and thrown into chairs. I do think that whoever the agent for this no moss match was should have told Jack to not use an ankle lock right after Jake Strong was going to use one. 
Exolicious wins with an arm bar in this no moss match. But <laughs> so during this, we hear Exolicious, they they don't care on LU man. Exolicious scream, fuck you, or fuck no, whatever it may be. We saw some shit bombs dropped. We see that a lot on Access, too, which uh, New Japan's kind of having the foreigners calm down on cursing, but El Rey doesn't care. This was good. Go watch this Exolicious Joey Joey Ryan match. It was outstanding. I've enjoyed Jack Evans on and off over for over a decade, but Exolicious, I am a fan. Really enjoyed the work of Exolicious. Joey Ryan came out to celebrate after. You have Joey Ryan, Exolicious, and Eva Lee. in my opinion, the greatest trio ever in, in Lucha Underground was Son of Havoc, Eva and Angelico. But this is going to be a pretty good one, too. I think the dynamic here could be good. Evans has to like crawl and put on his tux after this because Johnny Mundo's getting married. He and Ty are getting married. Joey Mercury's there. That's cool. We see a creepy doll like talking to Ricky Mundo, who is Johnny Mundo's uh, <laughs> Johnny Mundo's protege, and we see him convince. And you can see it coming, but Matanza was let out. Jeff Cobb, see him in Ring of Honor. You see him all over the place now. That Lucha Underground relaxed their contract statuses. <laughs> Antonio Cueto shows up and interrupts the. The wedding, and you think it's going to be bad, but instead he gives everybody tacos. Jesus Christ. But Matanza comes out and beats up everybody. Even Suplex is a guy in a wheelchair presiding over the wedding. Ricky Mundo sits back and watches in joy as Johnny Mundo gets T-boned over the top rope through a table. Wrath of the Gods on Taya, then she is put through the cake. I love that. I thought that was really fun. It's a wrestling wedding. Come on now. Impact Wrestling, Gama Singh is still the most pointless fucking character on national wrestling TV. Why are they paying him? I get it, man. He's... I get it. You don't need him. I gotta say, everybody on the Smoke Show plays their role really well. Scarlett Bordeaux, I thought they were gonna bring her in and have her try to wrestle immediately, and I thought that they didn't need that. And that's not what they're doing. Instead, she's interjecting herself in between KM and Falaba, and but not causing really any problems there. So she's also involved in this Grado, Katarina, Joe Hendry thing, and I like all three of those. Katarina, underutilized for a long time. Grado, a, a fantastic role player in what he does. And Joe Hendry is a guy that they can use in the future. He's going to be a good star for them. But, you know, she's just stirring the pot, Scarlet. It's it's harmless. Eli Drake brings out the two fellows that beat the Cult of Lee last week, Brandon Tidwell and Mr. Atlantis. He beats Mr. Atlant- or he beats Brandon Tidwell pretty quickly with the gravy train, beats Mr. Atlantis, or does he beats him up with the gravy train. Whatever. I'm getting tired of the same old LAX stuff. They're always backstage in a panic. Where's the shipments? What happened? Where's K-Dog? Where's this? Where's that? It's always the same thing with them. And I love them in the ring. But in the OG's version, King did not care about running over a kid. By the way, the kid's not dead. Should have went full death with the kid. Why not? It would have at least made for some better memes for me. But they didn't. LAX said that the true shame was that little Richie... Little Richie... That Richie was celebrating their win with them. But I, I'm starting these these OGs and LAX backstage scenes are starting to wear thin. I've seen so many of them that like, all right, need to switch it up, need to need to make a pivot, need to change a little bit. Rich Swan and Petey Williams was a match I didn't really know that I needed or wanted until it happened. That's been happening a lot with Impact Wrestling. A lot of first-time matches on Impact Wrestling. Garrett Kidney, who works for them, actually tweeted out some stuff about that. Swan is such a great pickup, and Williams being back in the fold was a really smart move by the promotion. You would never be able to tell that he he didn't spend three years wrestling before he came back. 
Uh, PD wisely uses the sharpshooter in Canada. Rich wins with the standing star press. After this match, uh, Matt Seidel tries to get Swan to see through his third eye and wants to guide him, but they're going to end up facing each other. Cage versus Phoenix, X Division Championship. Cage sends Phoenix flying onto the ramp, and I love Impact using this ramp and wish NXT would here and there. Just do, just like to do it. I love the level ramp with the ring. Like, you know, you used to see it in New Japan and uh, a lot in WCW, but it allows them to do spots that seem a lot more high than what they would be, uh, than what they are, actually. So I really like that. Phoenix is, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. I've thought this since his initial Lucha Underground run, but man, I think he's better than Pentagon, honestly. I see Pentagon do a lot of the same stuff over and over, but Phoenix, man, he switches it up really well. Cage emerges victorious, and after this, OVE attacks Phoenix and Pentagon, and Cage kind of looks, and he's like, should I do something, and then makes the save. It's a cool way to get him involved and cause a conflict between OVE and Cage. Also, I'm a sucker for... The Steiner Screwdriver. I first saw that in WCW versus the World on, I think it was PS1. Your boy just brought Fire Pro World. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit too, right after this actually. So when I saw Cage do that scoop drill claw on Jake, I really liked that. Title match time. Tessa Blanchard wins, becomes Impact Wrestling Championship. So, man, this match wasn't that good. I'm glad they put the title on Tessa. She's the she's the best they have to do that with right now. And I would build towards a feud with Kiara Hogan because I think she's the future as well. If you're going to put Tessa over here, why not do it at Slammiversary? Somebody told me weeks ago, it's not about Tessa yet. Well, it was it, it is a month later. So Slammiversary, in the middle of all that buzz, that's the right place to do it. Madison Rain is not there. Madison Rain did not need two wins over Tessa Blanchard. She didn't need it. She wasn't right for the role. You could have done this match at Slammiversary and just excluded Madison Rain from the equation. There were some people who didn't get on Slammiversary because of that. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Allie's clotheslines. I'm not a fan of anybody's clotheslines where they go airborne and they turn their body away from their opponent when they do it. It makes them look a little bit weaker, and Allie's better than that. I like Kiera being ringside. Keeps her involved. Uh, Sue Young using the mandible claw. Big fan of that. Bring it back, man. The super kick that Allie used to break that up didn't look great. Allie gets mandible clawed and rolled up by Tessa, who gets the win. She puts the knockouts division on notice after this, and... It's the right move, man. It, Tessa Blanchard is the right person to hold this championship. She has, she is a star. She's a star, and hopefully she's a big part of Impact's uh, reemergence. Yet Eddie Edwards taking on Killer Cross and Austin Aries by himself. I got to say, I, I can tell that the Killer Cross gimmick is it's in the vein of Sam Shaw. It's in the vein of the original Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't mean like, hell yeah, uh, drinking beers, all that stuff. I mean like Stone Cold, Stone Cold Steve Austin, where he talks about cutting the the blood flow from a man's brain and all that stuff where she, uh, where he basically is cold and calculated. And I like that. It works for him. So there's a big turn as Eddie Edwards is trying to fight back and Moose comes out to help him but turns on him. They they baited or they baited that Cross was going to, to leave Aries hanging. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. So now you got this trio of Moose, Austin Aries, and Cross. And it looks like Eddie Edwards versus Austin Aries is the match for Bound for Glory. Don't know how I feel about that. I'm sure it'll be a good match, but I wouldn't mind a little bit of contrast. The, the, I'm excited to see Moose as a heel. I'm not going to see him as a main event level heel for a while, or at least as of yet. 
So I'm excited for that. Speaking of contrast, I kind of skipped over this. Ring of Honor switched to a white ring mat. I talked about this uh, behind the paywall before. They did that to contrast because everything was black except for the turnbuckles. They had black ring posts, black ropes, black canvas, black apron, black ring skirt, black mats, black stage, black barricade. Gotta switch it up. Now, most people don't use white because it shows blood and dirt and stuff like that, so they use gray. But, hey, I'm all for it. Sinclair's got enough money. Let him do it. Got Fire Pro Wrestling World. It's right over there. Initial impressions, I only went through one match. Kenny Omega versus Juice Robinson. A blast to play. I love it. I'm going to download a bunch of bunch of people on it whenever I have some free time. Also bought Mario Kart 8 because I have a Switch and never play it. But there aren't a lot of characters preloaded in the game. And there's a lot of people missing from New Japan. Like, there's not there's no Young Bucks in there. But... It looks every bit as fun as I expected, and I can't believe they took 10 years to make this thing or put it out on on a PS4 because I I bought Fire Pro Wrestling Returns as soon as it came out. There was only one copy at GameStop, so I was very happy that they they did this as well. And I have it on PC as well. But man, there's something about being able to play it on a console that I just like. I don't like having to boot up everything on my PC. and I'm a console guy. What can I say? BTE. Stephen Amell was on BTE this week and it showed him training. It seems like he was the heel in this situation when he came face to face with Christopher Daniels. It really seemed like he was being a dick and saying that he could do whatever he wanted. I don't think he's as good of a promo as Christopher Daniels either. I mean, he might be, he's a great actor and all that, but. I don't think he's he's a great rapper. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wrestling promo. We'll see, though. I'm, I'm excited to see how he does in this match. Janela goes up to Hangman and really intimidates him. I think he puts a <laughs> cigarette out on him or something. And Rey Mysterio is filming a promo, essentially, for All In, and he sits the camera down. And one of his buddies walks up to him where he, he Mysterio thinks his camera is down. They basically make fun of the Young Bucks for being indie jobbers, and Mysterio says he's doing this for Cody. I like that. That's clever. SCU training montage. This episode's really not a must-watch, and I've said this before. A lot of their episodes of late have not been must-watch. I think that All Incoming and All Us are more must-watch because it, it helps you connect with Cody, and you got Dave Lagana doing awesome work, and it ties in with 10 pounds of gold. By the way, we interviewed Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. Those are up on FightfulWrestling.com, up on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Show those some love, guys. If you all don't mind, uh, give me a signal boost. Tweet those out. Let people know about them. It would really help. We're still a very, very young site, and uh, you all putting that stuff out there really helps. Hey, maybe you all don't have the five bucks to subscribe to Fightful Select. Commenting on a story, retweeting stories. Uh, just leaving us thumbs up and subscribing, letting people know about us, that stuff helps a lot too. Because there are a lot of sites that don't break news, that don't have exclusive stuff, that don't have podcasts that that have been around for decades. And they they do uh, big numbers based on habitual traffic. And hey, the more you all put it out there, the, the better content we can bring you. So all that is greatly appreciated. So uh, if you all don't mind, just give us a little RT. Also, Facebook, Instagram. We got all in stuff on Instagram, too. Got the Jay Lethal split personality gimmick running right now. I like that. If it brings back black machismo, I'm all about that. I, I, I'm cool with that. I used to buy the Don West brown bag specials from TNA, and I got a black machismo shirt one time. Don't know where it is. I used to wear it to wrestling class a lot. Let's preview all in, damn it. So we have uh, 
I can pull up the card here, actually, for you guys to take a glance at. As you can see, if you're watching the video version at youtube.com slash Fightful, got a pretty full card. I even have who's not booked, Flip Gordon and Dennis Stamp. May he rest in peace. Although, if Dennis Stamp were alive, he'd be booked before Flip Gordon. Right now, Chucky T, Trent Beretta, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, who we did interview on the site, Matt Cross. All these guys, uh, they are not booked yet, and the Battle Royal has about four spots left, and I think they've announced all but one match. So you have Nick Aldis versus Cody, NWA Championship. I think Cody should go over here. I think it... See, a lot of people are expecting him to, but I think it's almost like the reverse psychology. A lot of people are expecting Cody not to because of his business sense, but I think that Cody brings a higher profile to the NWA title, but I don't know if if they necessarily want an NWA champion who has other obligations like that, or maybe they do. It's hard to say with Dave Lagana and Billy Corgan. Do they want to make Nick Aldis look better and better and better? I mean, he's kind of a safe champion. He's been Global Force champion and TNA champion. And he's out there facing guys like Colt Cabana and Mr. Kennedy and Tim Storm. But I got to go with Cody here. From a storyline perspective, it makes sense to do it. It creates buzz. Do the rematch at 70th anniversary. I'm going with Cody. Zero hour battle royal. If I were them, right now you have Moose, Jordan Grace, Colt Cabana, Ethan Page, Rocky Romero, Brian Cage, Billy Gunn. Jimmy Jacobs, Marco Stunt, Brandon Cutler, and Punishment Martinez. I would have Colt Cabana go over. Because Colt Cabana competing for the ROH title in Chicago makes sense against Jay Lethal. I don't expect him to win it, but at the same time, you could insert a surprise and somebody who's not in Ring of Honor because if you do that on WGN and you have a big surprise win, then that might push some pay-per-view buys. That might sell some things. So I would normally go with Cole Cabana, but I'm going with the surprise, but I think Jay Lethal will retain his championship on pay-per-view. Neville would be the right call. And honestly, hey, if they can pull that off and it's Neville, Neville should win the title too. Or Flip Gordon. Maybe Flip gets in there. Somehow. We'll see. Briscoes versus SCU on Zero Hour. I think SCU need to win, man. Scorpio Sky is finally at that spot, man. He is. I remember watching him do dance battles with Human Tornado on an indie show back in the day. Those videos. That's where I first uh, gained exposure to him. And, of course, he was Harold in the Team Hell No skits. I think they're going to win. Madison Rain, Chelsea Green, Britt Baker, Tessa Blanchard. You have Madison Rain, who's in the May Young Classic. Chelsea Green, who's on Lucha Underground and MLW here and there. Britt Baker, who is, I think, WWE bound pretty soon. Girlfriend of Adam Cole. Tessa Blanchard, Impact Wrestling Champion. I don't think Blanchard can eat the pin here. I think they want to stay, stay diplomatic with that. I don't think Madison Rain should win this match. I think it should be Chelsea Green or Britt Baker, one of the two who were overlooked for the Mae Young Classic and not signed. I would go with Chelsea Green, but it's going to be her, Britt Baker, I think. Christopher Daniels, Stephen Amell. I think Stephen Amell cares enough about wrestling to put Christopher Daniels over, and they will probably end up having a good match. But, man, there's as they said on on the, the all-incoming, there's – Cody's putting a lot of faith, and so so is the card, putting a lot of faith in uh, Stephen Amell being able to do this. But I think Christopher Daniels is going over. Okada versus Skrull. Okada. You got to stay within canon in ROH and or New Japan, and this doesn't hurt Skrull a tad. Not a bit doesn't hurt him. To lose to arguably the greatest wrestler in the world, one of the greatest wrestlers ever, Okada. Golden Elite versus Mysterio, Bandido, and Phoenix. Golden Elite should win. That's the Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi. But then again, it's hard to mean. Golden Elite need to win. In front of this crowd, they'll love them too. This is going to be awesome. This match is going to be unbelievable. I can't wait for this match. Chicago Street Fight, Janela versus Hangman Page. 
I think the ghost of Joey Ryan returns and costs Hangman Page this match. Omega versus Pentagon Jr. Omega is very giving, but man, I, I thought that line, the hardcore guy from TNA, I thought that was kind of unnecessary. Pentagon should get this win, if nothing more than for that. But then again, I've often called Pentagon the most overexposed, underexposed guy in wrestling because he's on MLW and Impact and uh, Lucha Underground, and he's all over the indies, and he's on Mexican promotions, and everywhere but WWE and Ring of Honor he's at. But that's what I like about this match is you can't see this match in Ring of Honor. You can't see this match on Lucha Underground. You can't see any of that stuff. If you want to watch this show – WGN starts at, I believe, 6 or 7 p.m. Eastern. Let me get everything. Let me get the the information just com- confirmed for you guys. Um, you can order this on Fight for those asking. Uh, I, I looked on DirecTV, and I couldn't see anything for this, but uh, the WGN America zero-hour pre-show starts at 6 p.m., the pay-per-view event will start at 7 p.m. If you have an Honor Club subscription, you can uh, get this on that. But essentially, you have to buy a year's worth of the show for that, of ROH Honor Club. It's I think it's $100, $120 a year worth it. They stream a ton of events on that service when it works. So there you go, all in. We talked to Cody. We talked to the Young Bucks. Now, this will be in next week's Fightful Wrestling Weekly as well. So select subscribers will hear some more about this. But I got these interviews. It was too close to press time to make such changes to the Fightful Wrestling Weekly because I had already posted it on Select early. I had already sent it to my friends at Pro Wrestling Unlimited who do an awesome job covering the weekly. If you don't check out the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, what I do is I accumulate stories from throughout the week, exclusives, behind-the-scene news that maybe you all missed, uh, maybe it's some stuff over the past month or so that you all have overlooked. And I give you some more information on that. I give you all some more behind the scenes news. I give you all some more uh, looks inside that uh, maybe you guys wouldn't see otherwise. But uh, Fightful Wrestling Weekly has a lot of great stuff in it this week as well. But before we get into that, talk to Cody, talk to Young Bucks. Young Bucks said they're getting paid. This is going to be their contract. This is their contract year. So when we talked to Nick, he said that he was really sick, shaking uncontrollably for 12 hours, was really fearful that he wasn't going to be able to do a lot of the media for all in. Took some meds. He's fine now. They compared it to the Jordan flu game. I know Nick's a big uh, basketball fan. He also said that New Japan and Ring of Honor have tried to control BTE, but they failed. And really all New Japan says is don't use our in-ring footage and you're fine because TV Asahi owns that. So you can't do that. Uh, with Cody, I had Andrea Hanks ask him about WGN because all ends on WGN. And it looked like WGN was going to be a home for Ring of Honor because of the Sinclair-Tribune merger. Tribune owns WGN. Sinclair owns Ring of Honor. So it would make sense to put WGN... On with wrestling programming. Pretty good rated programming. And Cody said that they just kind of avoided all the politics. Avoided all that stuff. We'll have those interviews up on uh, the Listen Your Boy this week. They'll run them on Pro Wrestling Unlimited next week. But right now you can check them out at FightfulWrestling.com or YouTube.com slash Fightful. There's no reason to avoid us. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. All over the place. We've got like six domains you can go to. From the weekly, I can say that a media standpoint, uh, all in StarCast, they have been very easy to deal with. I originally wondered how this would work out because I thought it would be kind of a boys club. Because, you know, the original bet was with Dave Meltzer. And I was like, ah, man, the people that show them maybe favorable coverage will get access because if you guys haven't noticed i've never interviewed cody before he was supposed to be one of the first interviews on fightful and his management liked what we were doing with fightful but pretty soon he was i it seemed like he was only doing interviews with the sports illustrateds and the espns of the world and you know 
I've let my feelings known be known about that and how I feel about how they do things because I mean, some of the top visited wrestling websites in the world do better traffic on wrestling stories than the ESPNs and Sports Illustrateds. But uh, they were great. We got access to both of them. We've got access to a lot of other stars. We were credentialed. Uh, that was that was very 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 awesome. That made me uh, <laughs> that made me happy to see that that they didn't like shut wrestling media out, especially us. We're trying to do the right things. We don't we don't do the clickbait deal. We don't you know we tr- we don't give you two line stories. That's why we do the fight size updates so you guys uh, won't click a story, read two lines and be like, what, what's this? We put all those in a fight size, but Cody's playing a big role in himself in this. He personally improved our credentials. I was also able to speak to Cyrus fees this week, that interview up on fightful, wrestling.com, youtube.com slash fightful. He's handling all the broadcasting for all in and, and, uh, Starcast. He told me that the deal didn't come together last week and his relationship with Jeff Jarrett made it happen. Uh, so I'll have more on him in the upcoming edition to the fightful wrestling weekly. SummerSlam 2019, we reported on FightfulSelect.com weeks ago. Subscribe, my friends. $5 a month, you would have had this news weeks ago. Uh, Toronto is the home. A lot of people were saying Rogers Center, Sky Dome, not so much. We were telling you Scotiabank. Uh, MLB had already finalized their schedule, and I've got a person inside on that who kind of knew that the Blue Jays had a homestand that weekend. And the Blue Jays probably wanted a homestand that weekend. If they can be, run the same weekend at SummerSlam, they're going to get some some additional uh, – tourism buys there uh those teams are cognizant of things like that talk to mjf who was on all in last week uh we conducted this interview in character and usually i completely avoid doing that i don't do interviews in character except in some instances mjf silas young matt hardy when he's big money matt and anything i do with him when he's woken or broken i'll uh do that as well I think it's I think it works better when I do that. I mean, he's 22 years old. I can't go like full on shoot interview style with with him. He's relatively new to wrestling and I think in character makes it more entertaining. It helps out everybody involved. They get some good sound bites, get some good quotes, get a nice headline. It's good content for PWU. It's good content for listen your boy and for you guys. Robert Martin says MJF interview was hilarious. Thank you. I was just like, you know what? That, that works best. And for a guy like MGF, MJF, who is a surefire star in, press, in pro wrestling to move forward, you know, our platform helps him, and him being welcoming of our platforms definitely helps us. It's, it's a, a give-and-take situation. We're able to get him in front of PWU and 115,000 subscribers. We're able to get him in front of 10,000 listeners of Listing Your Boy. It's... Uh, it's nice stuff. He also credited him, credited himself for the upswing of professional wrestling because he is a douchebag. But uh, Jason Sensation, that was a true shitstorm this week. Fortunately, Vince Russo was able to contact him and confirm he was okay. Sensation was tracked down by police and detained, rightfully. I was, I was speaking to several wrestlers and was in touch with police on Monday night who were obviously unhappy about the situation. There's still a lot of people in WWE who were there when Sensation was with the company and others who met him on regional shows. And one told me that it was in line with what Jason Sensation does, that he likes attention. Raw and SmackDown notes, this week's Raw was titled A Brawn Out of Hell. SmackDown was a Royal Proclamation. The constable name for Baron Corbin is now gone. All the WWE memos have acting general manager listed. They had that hammered home. The Trish Stratus angle, as I reported on Fightful.com and the Post Raw podcast, kept very close to the vest. People I talked to knew that Elias was getting interrupted and knew it was a surprise. They didn't know who. They kept it really quiet. They didn't keep the Booker T thing quiet, though. Like he was, He was out walking around. Everybody knew Booker T was going to show up on SmackDown the day of, so... That was not that much of a secret. So, you know, it, it's kind of weird how, how they, they decide those things. But I was told that they did that because <clears throat> they wanted Toronto fans to have it stuck in their mind. Anything can happen when we're here. We better go to four straight shows next year. Injury report. Big show. Still clear to return after his hip surgery. 
He should be back imminently whenever they want him. Maria Canellis, maternity leave, gave birth in April. Samir Singh tore his ACL. He's sidelined until at least September. I have it listed, but looking like a little worse than that. Jason Jordan recovering from minimally invasive neck surgery, which in, in ended up being a lot worse than they thought. He's working as a producer now, or at least shadowing. Mickey James had been sidelined since late July with an undisclosed injury. She is now back on the show, so welcome back, Mickey. Fandango Torres left the labor early in July, sidelined until 2019. Sami Zayn, double shoulder surgery in June 2018, targeting a WrestleMania season return. Nia Jax is rehabbing an undisclosed injury. She's missed over a month. Goldust, double knee surgery in July, expected return in 2019. If he comes back, he is a little seasoned. Tamina is out of action following shoulder surgery. Said to have been a torn rotator cuff. Expected back in the fall. Kane has an injured Achilles. Sidelined indefinitely. NXT. Tony Storm took a, or sustained a back injury. She has been pulled from bookings. EC3 missed the last set of tapings as he got a concussion from that DDT on the ramp from Velveteen Dream at TakeOver. Eric Bugenhagen has a concussion. Sidelined. Riddick Moss has a torn Achilles tendon. Uh, since mid-April 2018, he's expected back by the end of the year or early next year. Tino Sabatelli tore his pec in late April, required surgery out until early 2019. Kind of ironic that those two had a team, maybe had an ill-advised split and got hurt around the same time. I think those two guys should stay together. Alistair Black, sideline with an undisclosed groin injury in late July that will require surgery. Bobby Fish tours ACL and MCL in early March, undergoing surgery, late 18 return. Impact Wrestling, Rosemary, knee injury in early February, probably out of action till the end of the year. Shotzi Blackheart broke her ankle on July 6th. Sanjay Dutt tours right Achilles tendon. His return is unknown. He's doing backstage work for Impact right now. Hikaleo, ACL injury on March 3rd. Shibata has a subdural hematoma, his entering return unlikely. Kenny Omega working with a fractured heel. Hiromu Takahashi landed on his neck. We all remember that. Hospitalized on July 7th. He's back in Japan, will not require surgery, but is still hospitalized. You all can check that injury report at any time on Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. Just uh, click our exclusives tab on FightfulWrestling.com. Just search it, Fightful Injury. If there are any updates, any changes, maybe that we've overlooked, let us know. We have uh, a ton of resources, uh, rumors pieces where we take rumors from other websites that we have not substantiated, and we put them in one article, and we let you know if they ended up being true or false. We have a confirmed contract article where uh, basically contract dates have been confirmed. You can type in Fightful Contract and get that as well. Uh, Lacomate says, this is a treat, a Friday podcast. I do Friday podcasts Every single week on FightfulSelect.com, we do Wednesday evening podcasts. Mr. Warren Hayes reviews NXT and 205 Live every single week on FightfulSelect.com. How about this? Retro reviews every month on FightfulSelect.com. This month's is 92 SummerSlam. Next month's ECW One Night Stand. If you want a preview of that, we did TNA Unbreakable for free for you guys this month. Uh, We have two dark match commentaries every month. What that is, is I take dark matches from WWF that don't have commentary. I apply my commentary on them. Jimmy Van used to promote shows. We have footage from that. We lay our commentary over that. Every month, I do a show on FightfulSelect.com called If It Were a Work, If It Were a Shoot. And I look at UFC shows, and I tell you who would win if WWE and Bell or UFC and Bellator could work the results, if they could push them. I look at WWE shows, Impact shows, Ring of Honor shows, and I tell you who would win in a shoot based on the stipulations provided and the surroundings. If it's in a ring, it's that that's the rules. You get access to our photo gallery. I do Q&A shows every other week where you all, the subscribers, ask me questions, anything, wrestling media, TV, wrestling, uh, MMA, anything, I'll answer. Uh, I may expand that at 100 subscribers. Also, Jimmy Van said that he will sing Stephanie McMahon's theme song at 100 subscribers. Weekly UFC rankings breakdown updates. Doing that this week as well. Every month, I do a members-only podcast where I uh, either join, I'm joined by a uh, subscriber or a guest, 
And if I'm not able to do those, I replace it with an additional show every single month. Lots of stuff there. There's retro reviews. You all get my match ratings for those early. You all get news before some other people. At the tier above, we have a $10 tier. All that stuff was in the $5 tier. The one up next, you get early access to Wikipedia Fact Check, Making a Finisher, the Match Archives, the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. You get a copy of Jimmy Van's book. You get a shout-out on a podcast of your choosing. You get Fightful merch if you stay on for a while. You get Stupid People Extended, one of our most popular segments on Listen, you boy, if you want to go up, you want to go up. You can guest star on a podcast. You get your choice at the $50 tier. You get a sponsorship spot. You can plug your business, your Twitter, anything you want on one show. Also, you get your choice. You can pick a retro review topic. You can pick an alternate commentary topic. You get to uh, be on a show. Take your pick. We'll also mail you a mug. There are even super high roller tiers where you can have a cardboard cutout of yourself on Listen Your Boy. There is a really big one-time tier where you can fly to Toronto, be on the show, and I'll give you the goddamn guitar, the Jeff Jarrett guitar. But most importantly, guys, FightfulWrestling.com. Fightful.com, that's where our bread is buttered. We want to keep giving you all great free content as well, but Fightful Select is just a nice way you all can support us. Those ad rates are trash. But... Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. If you haven't checked it out, maybe you don't like MMA or boxing, that's fine. That's why we have the different domains. FightfulWrestling.com, man. I think you'll like the way we lay things out. We're not dropping new articles with one line in it. We're not going to disrespect you like that. We're not going to insult your intelligence like that. None of that. No one-line articles. Maybe a video or something. Hmm. Guys, thank you all so much. If you all don't mind, retweet the show. Leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. And most importantly, let let your people know about it. Let your friends know about it. Maybe you're estranged from your sister. You haven't talked to her in a long time. You know what better way to bridge that gap? Hey, sis. You know what I like? Fightful.com. You would too. You would too. We're out.